Yo, how's it going? It's me, hey, hey. Ryan. I'm tired. There's Pixel. <laughs> hey, what's up? I was going to say, like, where am I? <laughs> no, Pixel's here. Pixel's here. Um, but yeah, yo, what's up, guys? How's it going? Uh, episode, I believe, 106 of No Content Podcast. Uh, welcome back. If you guys is first time here, uh, welcome. If it's your guys' uh, you know, 100th time coming back, welcome back as always. Um, but yeah, we have a pretty good show, I think. Um, I think, Pixel, you're going to be taking the lead mostly on this because I haven't been following any news in yeah uh, i can yeah in in the last week so we'll, we'll let we'll let pixel uh take it over or whatever i have a couple of topics that are more personal and then um pick we're going to talk about gaming i know crazy but we're actually going to talk about games because we do actually play games on this podcast or sometimes gaming after this podcast twitch? i know gaming on twitch is overrated but <clears throat> you know it is it is what it is but anyway um, really quickly for announcements, as always, um, because we're too lazy to do this uh, pre-recorded. Because I just, I'm just lazy at this point. I don't care. Um, but yeah, follow Pixel on all his social medias. Follow me on social medias. Links are in the description down below. Um, for podcast only listeners, um, we have a new album that has been released. Uh, Pixel did the artwork for it, as always. So that's pretty pog. It's technically an EP. Um, Spotify apparently classifies anything with nine or less songs as an EP or single, which I never knew. So go figure. But um, yeah, we have a new album out. It's called Yata. Um, it's five songs, 14 minutes long. It's very, very short. It actually clocks in at 14 minutes and 26 seconds, um, according wow. to all the according to the stats. So go check it out. It's DMCA free as always. It's super upbeat and it's super um, more electronic. So it's definitely not a lo-fi thing, but feel free to use the music as always. It's gotten some pretty good reviews and pretty good listens um, for the album. So yeah, go check that out. And then um, also something that I wanted to mention very quickly as well is that we are slowly revamping the Spotify and the iTunes to make it a little bit more presentable for you guys and a little less confusing. So uh, shout out to Jill. We've basically been like yelling on this podcast to find artists so that Pixel... <laughs> I don't feel like I have to contact Pixel every three days to get something else done because <laughs> he has a life. Uh, um, and so we ended up contacting Jill and she made some pretty dope art for um, the lo-fi playlist now finally and also for a new playlist called Kawaii because we couldn't think of any other genre where the anime music uh, will be put into. So go check out both of those uh, playlists. Um, you know, links for all the music is down uh, is down below. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, let's just jump right into it. So there's a there's a couple things that uh, I wanted to bring to the table. I don't know what you want to go over first. Do you want to go over E3? Do you want to go over Summer Games Fest? Like, what do you want to talk about? We can go with the Summer Games Fest because that actually happened first. Okay, yeah, go for it. Go for it. So Summer Games Fest apparently happened. It was on June 10th. Yeah. I didn't watch any of it to be honest because um, there was a warning on like there was a warning to content creators that basically you had to be like on an approved list or you could be like DMCA strict. Yeah, that was so, really, really weird. And like people got an email saying that, you know, they had specific slots for it mm -hmm. and you had to apply for it and they had run out. So you couldn't stream any of that or co-stream any of that. Yeah. Without like, the threat of like, you know, DMCA. Streams. Yeah. So I was also super busy. So it's not like I missed out on much or whatever. It's not like I would be able to. Um, I was thinking of doing Nintendo tomorrow, but then DMCA threat. So, you know, it, it uh, is what it is. But Pixel. What are these announcements? What good games are coming out from all these classic AAA game studios that I appreciate and adore so much, such as Bethesda, never come out with a bad <laughs> game, EA, never came out with a bad game, uh, Activision, Blizzard, etc. What, what, what are some of the highlights well, for this? 
I mean, well, for Summer Games Fest, it was really just the one announcement that they had. Okay. And it was for something that they've been teasing for a very, very long time. Okay. A little game from from software mm-hmm. called Elden Ring. Oh, is this that MMO game? No, this is the Dark Souls. Oh, this game. is the Dark Souls game. Okay, because I know there was like an MMO, and I know there was like another thing. Okay, so all right, so I mean, yeah, take it, take walk us through it, man. Walk us through it. <laughs> I mean, like I, I'm not the biggest like Soulsborne type mm-hmm. fan, um, but you know, everybody's been talking about this game. Like everybody love. Uh, I mean, everybody who loves the Dark Souls type games have been waiting for this next installment. It's a completely new like world. Uh, written by George R. R. Martin, actually. Oh, the um, Game of Thrones dude. Yeah, yeah, the Game nice. of Thrones dude. Nice. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm. I think people who are in love with these games, they're gonna find themselves at home. You know, you're, you're gonna wake up in like a toxic swamp or something like that, <laughs> like every other Dark Souls type game. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's gonna have the same type of gameplay. You know, you're gonna have, you know, that very patient sort of like wait for the right time to strike and then jump back. Then jump in, do one or two hits again, then jump yeah, back. Yeah, I don't have patience for this play. type of stuff. <laughs> I have never played a Dark Souls game because I know that's not my type of vibe uh, yeah, for the yeah. game that I want out of it, but I know that there's a lot of people who like really, really love them, which is like crazy fanatic fan base. Yeah, it's, it's you know, what's really interesting about those uh, Dark Souls types games is you hear about fans playing them and how they really, really love them, but you never really get to hear other game developers talk about the game. I actually mm. I work with game developers and when they talk about the game and how they see it through like their eyes it's really different because in a um, good way or a bad way in a in a good way okay because it, it's like a different way of seeing the game um and the way they describe Dark Souls and any of those kinds of Soulsborne type games is that it's kind of like relaxing to them which totally like threw yeah. me off I'm like what yeah excuse me <laughs> I need you to explain this to me. <laughs> and yeah, so like they talked about it and like I guess I could see by the end because they were talking about how it was kind of like a reaction based game. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of just waiting for that right moment to strike. You know, you do an attack and you just jump back and then you just kind of wait and watch. And that was the kind of gameplay that they saw. Huh. And kind of like absorb the world the... or absorb the moment or something, I guess you, you could say maybe. At the kind time. of. I okay. mean, it's it's kind of like yeah, it's just like you know, biding your time, just waiting for the right moment to strike, and then you know, just jumping back. It was less like reaction based, it because timing was very very like low on that priority. It was just like knowing the right moment to strike, and then not getting greedy with it. You know, it wasn't like you know, um, any kind of Zelda game where he's just like bashing everything until it dies. Um, right right yeah so to him like he really enjoyed it because it just felt relaxing it was so it was so strange to like see it through the eyes of like another developer it's kind of kind of neat hmm well how up was high how high up was this developer uh he's the lead oh wow okay so interesting interesting so i mean Okay, so Elden Ring, I have no, you know, I just know that it's kind of like, did they show like a trailer for it? Did they show they did. like gameplay? Uh, yeah, they showed some gameplay from it. I'm assuming it's gameplay, but you know, it's got like little snippets. It kind of was, just was a, um, like what we call a sizzle reel, 
Like it's right. just like a collection of clips of really like cool moments. Right, so, right. And then know, like realistic like... and then the actual gameplay is gonna be like meh. <laughs> or not well, meh, but probably. like probably different, I should say, than like it's, what's it's shown. Gonna be different. I, I get what you mean. It's like an action yeah. cinematic or something like that. Yeah, so it's like a little moment with a big boss here, a little moment with a big glowing sword over right, here, right, a little right. moment with like a cool environment kind of thing. For sure. So it's like um basically just to tease us about what Elden Ring's all about. Apparently it's coming out next year, which is really surprising. That's like really quick. Yeah, it's coming um, out uh, January 21st, 2022, apparently for all consoles, which is good because mm-hmm. basically the only console I own is a computer because at this point you can't get any of the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, right. So that, I mean, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that it was, I had heard about it, but for some reason I had taken it as an MMO. I don't know why, maybe just because like I briefly heard about it and it just, and I seen like, couple screenshots of it and it just looked like an mmo to me but that makes sense and i didn't know it was backed mm-hmm. by what what is george rr R. martin's like role is he just like the, the the story dude i'm assuming he just like wrote I'm a story assuming, about it yeah i'm assuming he's just the writer on it just kind of like yeah. coming up with the lore i'm i'm guessing uh i don't know if he's doing like dialogue or whatever yeah but uh yeah he he has named so he's 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 got That's some cool. role I, I just don't know what exactly now, coming from a person who does not follow Dark Souls or those type of games at all, how is the pacing when it comes to the lore? Because I'll be honest with you, I'll just watch people play it on Twitch, and it's like they're on the same like burning bridge or whatever. It looks like they're like on top of like Helm's Deep, and there's like a bunch of skeletons trying to stab them with spears, and they're stuck on it for like fifteen or twenty minutes, and then they get to a campfire and they save, and then they continue. Like I actually, mm-hmm. I mean. I obviously knew there was some type of story, some type of lore with Dark Souls, but I didn't even realize there was like any cinematics or any type of like actually like crazy world building. I thought it was always like, yeah. oh, yeah, you're just kind of here. What's up? Got to kind of figure it out. Like, how is that world building in the past games? Do you know? Uh, Not really, because I never really played them. Fair. But from little <laughs> snippets that I've seen, it's kind of like you get bits and pieces of it as you play. Like you, you come across characters and they tell you a little bit about the world, why they're there. And then it's kind of like you have to fill in the, a lot of the gap yourself. I mean, that's fine. I like and that. Yeah, it's it's not like a story that really hits you over the head. Um, so I think there's a lot of like theory crafting from fans about like what's going on in the world. And that's stuff cool. Like that. That's cool, so, though. I like stories like that because then you can kind of like uh, there's like a conversation beyond just the game itself or whatever that can open mm-hmm. up the possibility. A lot of things I, I like it when they just. Almost like tease you, but not necessarily, you know what I mean? To leave it up to like the player's mind. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, uh, people who love it just love it, you know, and people who don't have like meh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, it, it's pretty cool for what it is. Yeah. Um, so my question also is for George R.R. R. Martin, how is he as a storyteller? Because to be honest with you, I think we did those Game of Thrones reviews on <laughs> on our channel for no content a while back, and mm-hmm. I didn't watch any game. I've never watched Game of Thrones, um, so and I've never read the books. Well, okay, that's a lie. I read like the first three pages of one of the books, and I got so bored so quick. Um, so, do you think that his writing style will translate well to like these type of games? Is what I'm saying. Now that you've mentioned that, kind of like the world is kind of like um, not like all a bunch of description. I so I okay, I've read all five um song of ice and fire books okay so i kind of have an idea of his like writing style okay um it kind of fits i think it kind okay. of fits if it's if you're going along with like the souls born type of story where you just kind of like thrown into things because mm, um, okay. that's what that's what a song of ice and fire was you were just like thrown into the middle of the story as things were happening 
you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of backstory, but like you get bits and pieces of it from the characters. Um, so like he has a he has a good writing style, and he takes um, I don't know, he he, he takes risks. I think. okay in a, in a he, good way, he, I'm assuming. Yeah, because like I think his his series was kind of game changing in a way because of the way that um he wrote the story like you this was before like walking dead and other stories where you know you never knew if a character was going to die or not so he took a lot of chances with like the characters and you know he built relationships between like the reader and the character and he was he wasn't afraid to like actually kill them um so he crafted a world where you know you start to care about these characters and i think that that kind of storytelling did so much for like just shows all around i mean it, it, right. it's kind of played played out by now because you know walking dead and stuff like that yeah but um, i feel like if you're telling me that like he did that in a good way that impresses me a lot because i remember like harry potter did that too and i felt like it was so cheap and gimmicky and that like mm-hmm. it didn't really like like, okay, besides, like, Snape's death, like, it was, like, you know, like, you, like, okay, I'm gonna spoil Harry Potter if you guys really care. You said the spoiler first. <laughs> Who cares? I mean, it's been, like, <laughs> 10, 20 years since his books came out. I'm just saying, like, in Harry Potter, I felt like a lot of characters that died were, like, they died and we just kind of moved on. And I get it, context of it is, like, it's a war, but at the same time, it's like, dude, come on. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, certain characters just kind of like, oh, they're dead, and then it's just kind of like, the, it moves on. Like, if you're telling me that, sure. like, George R. R. Martin can, like, really develop a character really well and then kill him off in a way that honors the character, I guess you could say, then I think that would be, that's pretty impressive to me. I just, I don't know, maybe I'm too dumb or something like that, but I tried to read mm-hmm. one of his books, and I got, like, three pages in it, and I was so confused. It, like, I felt yeah, like I had to freaking, I, th- I feel like I had to have a freaking atlas or something like that, or, like, a, a some equation to figure out. Like, you know that, like, thing from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia where he's, like, pointing at the yeah, map? Yeah. I felt like that <laughs> when I was reading the <laughs> book, and I was, like, three pages in. So I just, I never gave it a chance. Yeah. So that that is a big issue. So, like, you kind of have to keep track of a bunch of characters, and that was one of the weak points I felt. Um, and if, if you like books that are really, really well fleshed out, you'll love it. But like that book had a ton of characters that you never see mm-hmm. in the TV series. Like they're just completely cut out just because of like they're, they're not necessary at all. Um, so there's just a lot of that. There's a lot of just like really, really huge world building. I see. Um, so everybody has a story. Everybody's got an angle. You know, everybody's right. got a family who's also got an angle. It's right. Just, it's it's just a massive massive web right I, I i find that interesting though i wonder how that will translate to the game itself could be interesting i don't it, know if it'll like carry over with the same sort of style but like it's kind of cool i mean he technically was he pretty hands-on with the tv show yes okay so i yeah, mean was, i mean he he had he had the you know scripts beforehand i think he gave uh, the writers i mean the um the showrunners a script uh, for the final episode, mm. like kind of like how he envisioned the story would end up, mm. um, and then they were kind of like free to do whatever they wanted with it. Um, okay, so I mean, but, uh, yeah. To be fair, it's like this is kind of a a, mo- a TV show <laughs> or a movie, right? Like a video game. It's like interactive. Yeah. So I uh, maybe uh, sure. maybe it'll do well. Are you uh, are you going to be playing this? Are you going to be picking this up, or is this something that you're just gonna 
you know, watch someone else play or, you know. I'd rather watch someone else play because honestly, these types of games just frustrate me. Yeah, for sure. I I get it's, you. It's it's like I, I I really don't have like hours to devote to like one boss battle, just trying to figure out the mechanics <laughs> and how to actually beat it. So Dude, I'm like, you know what? Just yeah, I'm I'm gonna pass. Speak, I'll watch someone else play. Speaking of Dark Souls, I don't know if you saw, but Hassan finally beat some boss in Dark Souls. Mm -hmm. Um, it it took him nine months. He was playing See, like he was playing like an hour or two a day or whatever, and he finally beat the boss or something like that today on stream. Yeah, see, like that's the kind of like dedication that you need. I think that was like the Immortal King or something like that. It was yeah. like a really, really tough boss. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, it just, yeah, he looked a good, he looked a good Death Eater or something. Like, <laughs> to be honest with you, but um, yeah. but yeah, sure. It was uh, what did you call it again? The Immortal King. It was the Immortal King. Okay, I think. sure. Let's we'll we'll go with that. Someone will correct us later if we're wrong. But um, <laughs> yeah, I find that uh, I find that really uh, uh. Yeah, I find that like like I think for content creation that's fine, but you know, if you're in your own life or whatever, like your personal life and you're playing games, like I wouldn't go crazy. Yeah, that's I, I would have given up like after like a couple days. Like that I don't have the time in my life to devote that much time to something when there are so many other games to play. Yeah, like, especially that is since yeah. crazy to me. Especially since you don't have people watching, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for exactly. me, it's like, ugh, it's so frustrating or whatever, you know. But yeah, yeah, I I don't have time to be frustrated like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, come here, Zoe. I don't know why, but my dog's freaking out. So I apologies for all the audio listeners or whatever for uh, you know listening to her bark. Come here. No, I don't know what's up with her tonight. She's freaking out. Probably because it's summer. Mm. It's also because she uh, probably hears people shooting off fireworks because people have been doing it like freaking every day around here. But jeez. But yeah. Um, moving on, I guess, I guess moving mm -hmm. on or whatever, we can just throw out something and then we'll come back to, I guess the main event or whatever that, um, yeah. we, we should talk about or whatever, but I, I felt like we should talk about this cause we did watch it together. Technically. I think you were gaming though at the time that you were watching it, but, uh, the mm -hmm. Tesla event happened. So I thought that was oh, pretty yeah. cool. That was yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Just like tech wise or whatever. So, I mean, initial, initial impressions, thoughts on that pixel. If you had the money, would you blow it on that car? I mean, thing was fast i saw that yeah. thing like shooting out the gate like it was ridiculously fast i like it can go from zero to 60 in two seconds we're talking about the tesla model s plaid yeah and it's, this thing can go zero to 60 in two seconds and the crazy thing is you say the words two seconds and then you're at 60 miles an hour yeah it's ridiculous That's ridiculous to me yeah and like that is enough to like really like hurt yourself like actually actually hurt your neck yeah so um i linked you a video you should check it out later if you're interested it's like 40 minutes uh, I, I linked it to our tesla channel but uh you don't have to watch oh. it now but it's like 40 minutes long but when you get time watching on 2x speed it's pretty interesting some dude basically uh i guess bought not didn't buy one he knew someone who bought one so he did like a whole tour of the car mm -hmm. like yoke steering wheel like all this type of stuff or whatever yeah um but um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty dope event. It was pretty cool. I feel like a lot of this stuff that was like kind of promised though, like wasn't really promised. Like a lot of the stuff there is like coming soon in a software update. So I'm kind of like, I wouldn't, I don't have the money to spend mm -hmm. on that car. But like, so for example, like they said, one of the things you didn't have to do was like reverse or like reverse or put it into drive. It like automatically detect that type of stuff or whatever, which is true when you're parked. 
So when the car's parked, basically it's like using its cameras all the time, right? So mm-hmm. if it sees, if it it has low reading cameras too. So if it sees a pillar in front of the car, when you step in mm-hmm. the car, you press the brake, and then let's say there's like a pillar or a wall in front of you or whatever, then the car will automatically sense because of the cameras. Oh, there's something in front of the car, so you want to reverse out of this spot, whether this be like your garage or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're in a middle spot where there's no car in front of you and no car in back of you, then it will be like, oh, uh, it will basically be like, okay, you choose what you want to do. And um, I thought this was really interesting because there's no stocks on the whole car. So what happens is is that the touchscreen is 17 inches, so it's two inches bigger than all the other models right now. And this little bar kind of shows up on the left-hand side to the right of the driver's wheel with this little car icon. And you basically either mm-hmm. swipe the car up to go into drive, swipe it back to go to reverse, or press the button on top to hit park. I don't like um, that. But but uh, it's pretty fast though. Like if you watch the video later, like the guy does it like instantaneously. It's like fine. And then there's also physical, not physical buttons, but there's haptic buttons that are below the screen by the charger that won't activate unless you're basically in park or whatever. So um, so yeah. So like think of like with an iPhone. You know how there is like the slide to unlock feature. It's basically mm-hmm. like that, but like on the center console. So it's like you slide up to drive and then con- let go and confirm it. You slide down to like confirm it. So you can't really like, I don't know, like mess up or do anything like weird like that. But it's kind of misleading because this guy did a three point turn and the car's not going to auto detect that you're doing like a three point turn, for example. So it's not going to like if you start turning and you have to do like a three point turn, it's like, okay, now reverse. And it's like, okay, I don't have to do anything. Like you stop to shift it and stuff like that. Um, also, the. Uh, the noise canceling audio is not enabled and the tilt of the screen software isn't enabled, which I thought was lame. Um, also the car didn't come with Gwent or the witch, uh, the witcher three or, um, cyberpunk on it, mm. <laughs> which I thought was like weird. Cause they toted that at the, the conference, you know, it was more like you can play this. I think. Yeah. It's like, you can play this, but it's like, it's not on the car, but it's weird because in the promos on the website, it shows like the witcher three, on this tablet screen so it's just weird i don't get it yeah uh, so i thought that was kind of misleading um the guy said it, the yoke steering wheel was like fine he adjusted to it pretty well and then um the last thing i thought was cool which uh i would really like is there was uh you get seat heaters and seat cooling in the car so you can actually hmm. have like cold air like hit your back and your bum and stuff it's pretty cool <laughs> I, th- I thought that was pretty cool i don't know i would like that um but yeah, no, the car looks dope. Um, we'll see how well it sells or whatever. I feel like not many people are going to get it anyway, but I hope some of the tech trickles down to um, the other cars or whatever. Um, also, yeah. Elon at this point is cucking me. Uh, I still haven't got my car yet, so I'm upset. The, the date keeps getting pushed out. So it's going like, to keep getting pushed out. I know. I, it's like, I was, but it's dumb because I have my VIN and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, I get to, no, it doesn't happen. So we'll see. It's like, that's yeah, it's weird because like if the VIN exists, then the car exists. It's somewhere. Yeah, it's somewhere. It's just not here in my driveway where I want it. But uh, you know, hopefully that will uh that will get there get there soon. But dude, it's so crazy, like when people are in like plaid mode or whatever, and then they take off and there's like this little animation from Spaceballs, <laughs> you know, like the <laughs> plaid like yeah. f- speed Going feature. Plaid. Yeah. <sighs> it looks really cool. Would you buy one if you had the money? Like if money was no option, would you would you pull the trigger on it or would you get something else? Maybe, but I I really don't like touchscreen controls. I gotta tell you, like I'd rather have like a physical control for adjusting like uh like a gear shifter. Um, same, yeah. Same same thing for like any kind of like turn signals signals and stuff like that. I really don't like like the feeling of these touch uh, yeah. buttons or anything like that. 
I I don't know. Maybe I'm just old school, but I like just having yeah. a tactile response. Like I I know that this is working. Yeah, like, it's not going to be more. It's not going to be like susceptible to uh, like a screen failure or something. Yeah, someone was calling me a boomer today that I was talking to, and it made me feel old. But it's kind of true because he like the the comparison he made it is like you sound like Steve Ballmer. If you don't remember, like when the iPhone first came out. They asked like mm-hmm. the CEO of Microsoft like what he thought of the iPhone and he was like, "Oh, it's a play toy. It doesn't even have a physical keyboard." Like that's stupid. Mm. Like how are people even going to be able to type on this thing? There's no like haptic feedback or whatever. People are going to make typos all over the place. And then now look where we are like, you know, 10 15 years later. You know what I mean? And I was like, "Shut up." <laughs> I want my I want my gear st- I want my I want my physical gear stock, you know what I mean? <laughs> But yeah, I mean, um, but like, I, no, but so I totally, true, I but. totally get what you mean, though. Like, I'm totally, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm totally on board with it too. It's, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's like, it's one thing for like a phone to fail, like because they do fail. Like, you know, mm-hmm. screens, they break, they become disconnected. There's a little connector inside, they can become uh, disconnected. But like, that's a phone. Like, yeah. What happens to it to a car? When, yeah, when exactly. That, that was my argument too. Is like this isn't your phone. This isn't something that like you replace a couple of year every couple of years. Or if you want to and you hate the phone, you can just like throw it away or return it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like it has a screen failure six months and you're like, ah, eh, screw it. I'm just gonna buy a new one. Like this is like yeah. a, this is like a car. Like something that you're gonna purchase and hopefully keep for at least five to ten years minimum. Yeah. Or like. If if yeah, you know, like your car is running and you have to like put it in park and your screen fails, like how do you put it into park? Is there a like override? Is there a there has like, to be actually just yeah, there has like, to be there has to be, be something right? that they just haven't shown because that I like they would have not allowed that car on the road if it couldn't, right? That's my theory. <laughs> like not. there's no shot they would like not allow that, you know. I mean, yeah, like, I, I feel like the, the only way to, like, actually go around that is that if you had, like, a handbrake, you pull it up, you turn the engine. That's probably the only thing that I can think of. Yeah, for sure. So, I thought, but yeah, overall, I thought the car was dope. Um, I looked more into the motor tech for it. It was pretty crazy that, like, the motor RPM, like, thing that's spinning the engine, I guess, has, like, carbon fiber. <laughs> it's, like, encased in carbon fiber because that 0 to 60 time is so fast that, like, it expands. And so <laughs> they have to, like, encase it in, like, carbon fiber. And I thought that was, like, really crazy. And yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah. No, go it's ahead. It's so tiny. It's, it's, it's the, just, it's minuscule. I was, like, really, really surprised at how small that thing was. Like that, it, this thing could generate that much power. Yeah, it's it's insane. And from what I've read from people who actually have driven in the car already, like the thing with like Teslas, um, that like people need to realize is like with all their other models, the zero to sixty time is like super fast. Like you'll feel it; it'll punch you in the gut. But then beyond sixty, it kind of levels out, and it starts going <laughs> like, eh, you know, it, that punch isn't there the whole time from zero to it's like zero to 60 there's a punch and then afterwards it kind of levels out and the car kind of like stabilizes itself but apparently with this car like people were like zero to six were like doing their zero to 60 times on like closed roads and stuff like that and they're like Mm -hmm. oh crap i'm already at 95 miles because the car just (laughs) punches the whole way through it doesn't get to 60 and then the motors kind of like stop like it's a crazy car so ridiculous i i would buy it because like it looks incredible yeah like i think it looks beautiful like it's the technology is mostly there um, yeah i have a little i have a few misgiving because of like the whole like you know touch controls and stuff and like they, that. i personally for me i think the yoke wheel is dope but um they said that 
uh, unless you put that steering wheel in sport, which I usually don't like driving sport steering wheels. I don't know if you've had experience with that pixel. Um, I just mm. would like a normal steering wheel, which apparently you can retrofit yeah. later. Yeah, I, I feel like it's totally do. Yeah. Yeah, because like but... I just don't like having to do this with my palm instead of doing I don't know it's just weird it's just a weird it's something that you're gonna have to relearn and I don't want to relearn how to drive like that so yeah absolutely yeah and I also just don't think it looks that cool to be honest like I just think that I think it looks kind of gimped I don't know it just yeah the wheel style to me doesn't look cool either I I can just see someone modding like um, oh for sure uh, an actual steering wheel that you can just like place on top of it and then you know it attaches somehow and you just oh there's already companies that will like full-fledged like remove your steering wheel like i was looking this up or whatever and there's like this company out of like like calabasas or something like that where they were like talking to me and they're like yeah we can like we pull out your entire steering wheel and it's like they give you like a carbon fiber like racing wheel Hmm. it actually looks pretty pretty sick but it's like 300 bucks 350 bucks plus labor it's not worth it Mm, yeah you know for like realistically like something that i'm probably going to track once just to say i tracked it and never do it again mm-hmm. you Pretty know much, yeah but no yeah dope it, it was a dope event though um it looks really cool i wish i had the money to afford it but uh i don't have one hundred and twenty thousand or however much it is now mm-hmm. the price of it actually went up 10 grand before the event started too that's for that's that's smart. That is whole That's actually smart. You know what I mean? It's like it's like beforehand it was kind of like a pre-order like, "Oh yeah, maybe you want it." And then it's like and then it went up from 120,000 to 130,000. Oh. Um and then the long range right now is 80,000 uh and that one is 0 to 16 3 seconds, top speed of 155 miles, 405 miles of range. The plaid version will get you 390 miles, 200 miles top speed and uh 0 to 16 1.9. But I will say this is that apparently with the Model S, if you go or the plaid, if you go and put on the performance wheels which are I believe 21 inches, uh, instead of the 19-inch wheels, your range drops to 370. So you lose 20 miles of range. That's interesting. Yeah, which huh. I think is still pretty good or whatever. I mean, most cars, I mean, my mileage for my car, the way I drive it is like 250. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I think it's I think it's perfectly fine. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, pretty, pretty crazy. Um, we'll see how uh, we'll see the future of electric cars. And hopefully I get mine pretty soon so that we can record our reactions to it or whatever. But, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Where is it, Elon? Get me my car. I need it badly. But, um, yeah. But no, yeah, let's move on and then um, talk about, I guess, the main point uh, for today's podcast as well or whatever, which is E3. I think we have to talk about E3 and just about everything that's come out, everything that's been going on or whatever. But um, yeah, what have you thought about E3 Pixel? Have you been following it that closely? I'll just say straight up right now, I have not really followed it at all. I've been kind of like looking at trailers and stuff like that. But to be honest, Mm -hmm. I don't own either console. And so for me, it's just kind of like, it's kind of whatever. Um, at least, you know, that's for me. Um, have you been following it pretty closely or no? Yeah, fairly closely. I wasn't okay. like watching it intently. Yeah. But like, no, I agree with you. Like, because E3, like, it, it's not the same as it used to be. And that is because of one, well, two big reasons. Mm. And it's Sony and EA both leaving the show. And, you know, kind of, not, and, not and, anticipating... and technically Nintendo too, right? Well, Nintendo, Nintendo's tomorrow. They're kind of still doing. Oh, that. you mean like actual like 
like Sony and Sony and EA like don't even present stuff there is what you're saying yeah yeah that's oh what I'm okay okay I thought you meant like physically being there because I know like Nintendo like doesn't have like a physical presentation now it's just like a YouTube video basically right yeah, yeah yeah so I mean that's cool like that they're still announcing stuff right but, like, right Sony's doing their own thing I think they announced stuff through their state of play um uh, series or whatever their thing is called yeah um ea probably also does their own thing too or they spread them out throughout the year yeah um they don't really do any um big announcements like e3 anymore where it used to be like this huge thing like yeah everybody got together and it was like that was the place to be to like get your news yeah and yeah i feel like that's like a culture uh, shift too right because with the way the internet is nowadays like it almost feels like like i say this about blizzcon too it almost feels like a little bit outdated that we wait like an entire year for this like specific weekend to hear like all the like new games that are coming out from blizzard you know what i mean like they you know with like how fast the internet's moving and stuff like that it's like i'm not surprised that like sony does their own thing or like scatters their announcements out like kind of whenever the heck they want to you know what i mean like it was yeah it was um yeah even nintendo does this technically thing. right like they've had like showcases outside of e3 this year like i think four or five of them and they're like mm -hmm. this one's focused on super smash brothers or like this one's showcase like they did one like a few months ago on pokemon you know what i mean or it's like mm -hmm. this one's fo focused on just pokemon content you know what i mean and then i feel yeah. like even seeing the nintendo e3 showcase tomorrow it'll probably be updates to stuff that they've already announced like in the last six months mm-hmm yeah. rather than like I, I full-on mean, new ips maybe there will be but you know i think that like e3 what what it used to be um it was like a press and industry mixer event so i think people forget that that was what it was to begin with that was like you know meeting people from the industry trading contact information like finding out what other people are doing mm. and just kind of like connecting and then like this whole like conference was built around that like this whole thing where you know people were kind of learning from each other talking about like stuff that they've learned during the development of this game um, right you know pushing forward like technology and stuff like that and then it kind of grew and to this thing where you know people talked about new releases and new games and stuff like right that. Um, yeah because they opened it up publicly recently right it was very recent mm. probably a few years ago okay yeah some like six six years ago maybe okay. more than that yeah um but like it was this this thing where it was just industry only and like that was the thing like people announced their games from there too because like it was all this one consolidated event it just made sense for you know people to do everything at once you know mm -hmm. rent out a convention center let's do more stuff while we're there you know while, right. while we're renting the place um and now we don't really have to do that i mean we lose out on the uh the whole connection thing like meeting people and you know trading contacts and stuff like that right but announcing games we don't really have to have a convention for that anymore anymore like we can announce them anytime we want to right we don't yeah. have to necessarily wait for a convention to do um so i guess in that sense it doesn't really we don't really need to have a convention to to do that but you know it's the spectacle of the thing i think yeah it's the getting together with people like we've said this a bunch of times whenever we talk about like twitchcon or blizzcon or any of this type of stuff when con season comes on for comic con it's like never really about the panels like for some people it is sure but for me it's always been about like you know the connections the community getting together with people you know um, that's what it's always about yeah. yeah and so it's kind of weird when these announce like i get i get what you're saying for sure i i agree with it it's definitely changed changed a lot or whatever and in my opinion to be fair 
the only time I've gone to E3 like publicly or whatever, I really didn't like it. it was super convoluted and I feel like they should have just kept it as a press thing. Yeah, it was um there's a lot of people. It really feels just like a regular convention like Yeah. If you if you were able to get into these uh, industry mixers way back when, it was it was really small, you know, people yeah. kind of knew each other, you know, there were a lot of parties afterwards where, you know, people were just like socializing and just kind of like um talking shop and whatnot. It was just a reason to get together and just like chill and talk about like their latest uh project. Yeah. And I feel like with my experience with E3, it's like it's so weird because I feel like it's still trying to it's it's like they're having their foot in like both like one foot in the door, one foot out the door. It's like they're still trying to accommodate to like press people, media people, dev people, but then they're also still trying to accommodate to like this general spectator convention crowd, you know? So the the year that I went was I believe the first year it opened to like the public. So I was like, okay, I'll go. Why not? And it, maybe this stuff has improved since then. I'm assuming it has. We don't know because of COVID, obviously. But um, the thing that I was really annoyed by it was um, I was like first in line to try out. I forgot what game. It was probably some Nintendo game, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm next up. Cool. I'll be there in like a couple minutes or something. Let's say, right? I literally mm-hmm. had to wait for an additional like 35 minutes. And the reason why is because people with badges that were higher than my badge were able to go before me. So I was the next in line, but I had to wait an additional, like, maybe 35, maybe even 45 minutes because people, like, they would be like, okay, sir, so sorry, you're up next. And then some guy would come up and be like, hey, I'm a dev for Ubisoft. Can I try out the game? Like, oh, yeah, right this Mm -hmm. way, sir. Sorry, your time's going to come really quick, man. And that's literally what happened the whole time. And it was really annoying. I get it. I get why they have to do it, but at that point, just keep it as like a spectate, like just keep it as like an industry thing then, you know, because I was getting passed up by content creators, influencers, media people, um, game devs, right? It's like, that's why the lines are so long. (laughs) It's not because there's like, maybe there is a massive weight on top of it, but on top of it, you're allowing people to jump forward in line, which is perfectly fine. I get it. But then just keep it as a press, a press thing then. Because for me, the experience was like, I did that. I did that one game and the rest of the time I swore off any line. I was like, this is, this is not worth it. You know what I mean? To wait this long or whatever. Yeah, totally. Like, I think that there are special days where devs get the ability to like do this all like, without any kind of general admission right i'm assuming so too yeah there's i think like the day before or the two days before something like that you can do that that's when they should have done it not like during the general admission day yeah that that that's kind of messed up yeah it was weird i don't know like so i have a couple friends who like to be fair i have a couple friends who work in the industry as do you right and mm-hmm. they said that they've they've gone like the thing is is like from what they've said from their companies and I won't leak who they work for it was like their companies would buy them like the head devs would get like the tickets for the days that you're talking about the ones that are like before or after E3 where it's only for devs or something like that mm-hmm. but then let's say like <laughs> you know this guy in marketing or something like that or in like game testing they just gave him like a general pleb pass but with the the you know the dev like you know fast pass right so I feel like mm-hmm. that's who I was encountering or whatever because I was like, these people don't look like they're super professional. It just looks like something <laughs> that looks like me but has a dev badge. You know what I mean? So I'm guessing yeah. it's like, you know, some guy who's like a game tester for like Riot but then he was still able to flex at the cut in front, which is fine, but kind of annoying. Once again, that happened the first E3. I think it went public. So I'm assuming it's gotten way better since then. But mm-hmm. But yeah. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I totally, I totally agree with you. And maybe that's also why I'm not really watching E3 uh, now that I think about it, because I feel like I've seen announcements. Like I'm scrolling through a list right now of like trailers that have launched for E3 or whatever. And I'm assuming mm-hmm. they gave out more details, obviously, about what's going on and stuff like that. But a lot of these games, like I kind of already knew were coming. Hmm. Or I feel like I've seen announced already. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. feel like, like looking at this game list, I'm like, these aren't necessarily, like some of them are, don't get me wrong, but like some, you know, maybe 50% of them, maybe more are like, I already knew this was coming. Like I've already seen kind of gameplay of this or when it was announced. So maybe that's why I'm not really caring about E3 this year. I don't know. But I felt like that last couple of years. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of felt like a slow roll. I mean, like, you know, Battlefield 2042, like I think they had a trailer before. They had like E3. an announce they had like an announcement before and I was so mad. Yeah, I, and I they had pissed. like a it, it was like a what was that thing where they had like this dude jumped out of a plane and shot another <laughs> plane with a rocket launcher and then fell back in or something like that. I've it done that like, before though. That's pretty dope in Battlefield. If you've never done that, that's pretty dope. Just like you know. it, it was a pretty dope trailer. Like it was pretty cool, but like then it kind of took the wind out of the actual like thing three right yeah um so like yeah i mean there was a lot of stuff that led up to it i don't know if there's anything like i mean there was the avatar game that's coming out that was like a something that just kind of is m night Shyamalan? is it avatar last airbender or avatar the movie avatar no no the movie the blue people okay here's the thing real hot take okay i didn't think the movie was that great I don't know if that's really a hot take. Oh, really? That's not a hot take? Okay, because I have like four friends who really love the movie, and you know one of them. You know, we're not going to name his name, but you know who it is. Okay. The guy who also has bad takes. But (laughs) I I don't, I'm surprised it did so. Like, okay, technological stuff aside, I thought the story was kind of garbage and the movie was kind of boring. I don't know. That's just me. I don't know. I've heard. I'm like the minority in my group who's like, no, that movie's so good. Like, my friend, I don't know. you wouldn't be the minority in in my circle. Oh, good. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, Dope. Like, so, so, so <laughs> I'll like, join your yeah, circle. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like here's the thing. Like you know, I have you know friends like that too that say like you know Avatar is the best movie ever made. Because, oh like, no, shot. Okay, I'm already upset. Yeah, yeah. Let me argue say, with them. Like, here's the thing. Like they here's their argument though. They said it's the best movie because it generated the highest gross of like all. It the was marketing. It is marketing. It was yeah, totally marketing. That was their argument. They said oh that my because gosh. it made so much money, it made the most money out of every movie. It is the best movie, and I'm like, that is the that is a horrible, horrible argument. And I was just like, I'm not listening to you anymore. It, it um, also, wasn't that movie like peddled as like as like you have to watch it in like IMAX 3D, which is like forty five dollars anyway. So like, let's I'm be sure, let's yeah, be sure real here. Like, people aren't like people are up up buying that movie for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like the, the the story is completely basic. There's nothing thank like you super um uh amazing about it. Like it's there's nothing new about it, and like the names of stuff. Like literally, like the the mineral that they're going for is called like unobtainium or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't get any more unoriginal. <laughs> thank you, man. I feel like you and I just became like even closer friends now because like. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Let me just throw this out here. Highest grossing movies of all time before we continue this rant on E3. So that means to, in their eyes, the second best movie of all time, Avengers Endgame. Yes. 2.7 <laughs> billion. 
Number three, Titanic. Dope movie. I like I, I like Titanic. I like Titanic. Dope movie. I, I you know, pretty good movie. Good movie. Yeah. Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Number four. No shot. <laughs> <laughs> no shot of the best movie of all time. Avengers: Affin- Infinity War. Once again, I thought that was the weakest. I thought that was okay. Number six, Jurassic World. No shot. That was the one with like Chris oh. Pratt or whatever. No shot. Lion King. Dope movie. Avengers. Okay. The Avengers. After that. Uh, at number eight, eh, whatever. I'm not a huge Marvel guy. Number nine. So if you're, I just want you, I just want you to ask your friends this, okay? The ninth highest grossing movie of all time, with 1.5 billion in revenue, Furious Seven. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Furious Seven is their ninth best, and then Frozen Two. Not even the first one. No, not even the first one. one. The the first one was at uh, number 16. And I haven't even seen Frozen 2. There's no no shot that they're going with that. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's it's probably because (sighs) theater tickets are like $20 now. And that's why. Yeah, are they adjusting this for inflation? That's what I'm saying, you know? Okay, so anyway, I'm okay. So I'm surprised actually. Like, okay, right. I know this, you probably don't want to spend that much time on this because there's probably better games out there or whatever that we can talk about. There's an Avatar game coming out? I mean, that just boggles yeah. my mind. Like, didn't this movie come yeah, out in, like, yeah. 2009 or something? Yeah. Like, uh, well, they're they're planning, like, a second, third, and fourth movie. I so, what? Like, this... Is this going to be, like, freaking Terminator where they're 30 years apart from each other? I uh, Probably. I don't like, know. What but is it's, going like, on? It's on the way. James Cam- is it James Cameron who directed it? Yeah, yeah. Dude's going to be long gone <laughs> by the time, like, the th- <laughs> third movie comes out, dude. I, I have no idea, man. Like, I, I just know that the, that it's on its way, and I think this is part of it. This is like getting people to uh, play this game and remind them that Avatar is a thing. Um, so <sighs> when the movie comes out, it won't be like such a huge shock, and people will be like ready to go. I mean, I mean people people love this movie because like uh-huh. they wanted to be in this world. Like, have you heard the stories about those people who were who like suffered depression? after seeing this movie because wait what they no live in that world that's crazy no i mean it is a dope world don't get me wrong i yeah, mean it's, it's, it's cool it but it, that's crazy i mean i wouldn't want to do like the freaky deaky the way they did which is weird with their tails <laughs> <laughs> that's all i remember is like let us make love it'd be one and it's like Murr, and the tails would connect <laughs> was, was it the tails or like it was their their oh, antenna yeah, yeah, it was like the it was the, like the hair band thing right? yeah it was a hair band it was something like that wait wasn't that was the same way you like connect the animals to fly them yes i know that's what i thought was weird this movie doesn't make any <laughs> yeah, sense that's why i get roasting the crap on my friend like okay so they're into bestiality he's like, it's not the same I'm like how, what do you yeah, mean it's, it's literally the same <laughs> it's so literally ridiculous. the same like the more you think about it the more ridiculous it is i had an argument with a friend about this because i was like okay so like you know like depending on like in normal sex like it's all considered sex you know what i mean like, you can't say, like, this one is not the same as this one or whatever. So if you're connecting hair between, you know, two avatar people, blue people, and uh-huh. to a beast, like, what is that? Like, that's all of a sudden different? That doesn't make sense at all to me. Also, <laughs> let's be realistic. Let's be... And also, the thing that pissed me off about that movie, I won't be wrong. I, I'm not... Like, I might be wrong on this or whatever. It's been, like, I watched it, like, one time, and my friends made me sit there and watch, like, the 14-hour director's cut, I felt like, <laughs> for that movie or whatever. So I may be wrong, but... 
the thing I don't get about that movie is they had this technology, right? Where this dude could like literally like go to bed in this like cryo chamber. He was like handicapped, right? And then he could like mm-hmm. wake up and he was like a blue person. He could like run around, feel sensations, like do all this type of stuff. And yet these people are getting, they, these people have this technology, but yet they're getting wrecked by these indigenous people who have like bows and arrows. <laughs> <laughs> in like sticks like i don't understand that like uh, no, like you know i know i'm supposed to root for the blue people i get it but in, like in a i couldn't suspend my disbelief enough with that this movie because the storyline was just so bad in my opinion so i couldn't mm-hmm. suspend my disbelief where i'm like yo these blue people can get wrecked yeah and they yeah, kind of did get wrecked like to be fair they kind of did get wrecked that's why i'm kind of like how is there like a second and third movie but yeah yeah i have absolutely no idea maybe another general is going to come in Okay, no, so that's just as cartoony. Yeah, right. Oh, gosh, don't get me started. Okay, what is the game about? <laughs> Do well, we know? I mean, we don't. Not really. Like we saw a first look trailer. I'm assuming it's going to be like an open world type game that Ubisoft usually does, which is kind of like you know Assassin's Creed oh, type it's stuff. Ubisoft. Okay, Far I'm out. Cry. Yeah, it's Ubisoft. I'm sorry. I, I hate Ubis. I hate Ubisoft for what they did to the Far Cry series. <laughs> I, I just hate it so much. Well, they're announcing Far Cry 6. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Do you remember the first Far Cry? Yeah, I love the first Far Cry. It was so cool and unique where like you can like manipulate animals and like oh absorb their powers and stuff like that. And then it just became Mm -hmm. like this the most random, I feel like generic shooter of all time. That's how I felt about it. Yeah, I don't know how much where they can go uh, from here. Uh, but like, oh no! Do I have to watch this trailer? What is it? What is it? Pixel Far Cry Six. Give Give me a load down. How am I going to be mean, disappointed? Kinda like, it's kind of like every other like you know Far Cry where like you know you have uh some sort of dictator in this like island or whatever, and like you're a freedom fighter and you're like going up against the dictator, destroying <sighs> like everything. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. kind of like one of those things. Um, I don't know any more than that, honestly. That's but it fair. Has, uh, what was that actor's name? He was he was um from Breaking Bad. Which um, one? The uh, Aaron Gus. Paul. Oh, no, no, Gus. Gus. Yeah. Okay, that dude. Um, I don't. I know who you're talking what about. Is his name. I don't remember. <laughs> but okay. So you know <laughs> I know you're. Yes, about. I have the image but, in my head. The glasses. Yeah. yeah. The creepiness. Yeah. 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 So he's playing the bad guy in, okay. in the game. Um, he's he's always playing the bad guy. Dude loves. Bad Dude guys. been typecasted hard. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately. Um, but yeah, he's he's playing the the bad guy, so okay. you're you're basically going up against him. Okay. Um and you know, it's it looks cool. It looks pretty awesome. Okay. Um the one trailer I did see was uh and I and I think this is when I closed out was Death Stranding director's cut. Bro, <laughs> why are they making a director's cut of that game? I played that is game, it, I still don't understand what happened. <laughs> do you like all the references they made to Metal Gear Solid before they yeah, announced Yeah, I game? was so hyped and then it was like Death Stranding 2 director's <laughs> cut. Gosh darn it. Literally the, pulls a box out of the shelf, like a cardboard box the, and jumps in it. The worst part of that whole game was that you weren't able to pause during cutscenes at one point because there was a bug. So I had to sit there and watch like an, a 45 minute ending cutscene. <laughs> that was the worst part of that whole movie. Their cutscenes were way too long. Oh, like I would want to I would want to play like it's one of those games where like it's like one of those games where like it's OK in small bursts. So that's what I did. I would play like an hour here, 30 minutes here. And then I would hit a, like sometimes I'd be playing for like five minutes, let's say. I'm like, OK, I got like 20 minutes before I have to do something. Let me just play really quick and like run, like do something. Oh, cutscene. It's like legitimately like a 15 minute cutscene. 
and then way too long and it's like describing all this stuff and it's like game of thrones to me where it's like okay there's this person and there's like this stuff and like this is the reason why the baby's here and like this and that and this and i don't understand what's going on and then it's like 15 minutes later i can't pause this stupid thing i can't skip it and then it's like oh wait i gotta go yeah like at that point it's not it's not a game anymore i'm i'm sorry i love you kojima but like that's not a game anymore like it's a movie yeah like um who's the guy who um i'm gonna get roasted for this who's the guy who did pulp fiction the the Uh, director tarantino yeah so tarantino apparently like i was reading about this right but apparently tarantino had like a really good um editor uh like Mm -hmm. uh like editor um who helped on like a lot of like a lot of stuff with his earlier movies right so apparently with like pulp fiction it was supposed to be like another like hour long or something like that but then like they had like this editor that like he got really really close to and she would like be like no we have to get rid of this we have to get rid of this this doesn't make sense this doesn't make sense like the pacing is all weird with this like don't do that right Mm -hmm. and would like kind of cut these movies down into like kind of more of like a digestible thing and i believe she passed away um she passed away i believe after um inglorious bastards came out so if you look mm-hmm. at if you think about it, it's like the Django Unchained came after that, the Hateful Eight came after that, and Once mm-hmm. Upon a Time in Hollywood came after that. And if you like look at the pacing of those movies, they're really weird, and they're sometimes just like really boring parts or parts that are like I don't really need to know this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you can kind of yeah. tell. And I feel like that's Kojima. It was like he left. You know, he left. What was the company? Was it Sony? Or no, not Sony. Uh, Konami. Konami, right? And apparently he had people he had to answer to at Konami who was like, can you please change this? Can you make the pacing better? Can you make the pacing here? And then he mm-hmm. was like, okay, sure. And then, you know, solid games. But now that he's like on his own, he like has his own studio now. It's like, I feel like it's just too much, man. Like I love Kojima, but dude just got to like get someone on, like got get some people who can like kind of stand up to him and kind of tell him like, yo, dude, you need to chill. <laughs> yeah. The, the same thing happened with Star Wars, actually. I don't know if you've ever heard that story. Yeah. But the movie was absolute hot garbage before it was edited down. Like yeah. the pacing was You're all weird. You're talking about the originals, right? The originals, yeah. yeah. So like the pacing was all weird. There's like all these extra scenes that don't mean anything. Like, you know, at the beginning where like, you know, Luke is on tattooing, you mm. see him like cut in um, in between that scene where Darth Vader is like stepping on board the ship. Okay. It's like cutting away from the action to like Luke just walking around, going upstairs, going downstairs talking to like some random oh, that's people weird and then going back goes back to battle and yeah like, it, was, it was so weird the cut was so messed up <laughs> and like it, it it looked really really bad right and they they redid that entire movie in the editing room. yeah like, that movie was something completely different <sighs> good you you look at like the ending <laughs> of new hope yeah and like how there did you know this? Did you read about part. this, or is there like a version of this out there somewhere? There is version of it out there, oh, okay. but like I, I read about it, oh, okay. um, and I just like saw a lot of like examples of what happened. Oh, okay, okay. Like there's really weird things too. Like at the at the end of the movie, right. like you'll see that none of the characters actually talk about the Death Star. All of the Death Star mentions are from the computer voice. It's all like voiceover. Oh, weird. Yeah. And like they recreated the intent, the, the tension of the scene. Like they add more, like. All of this stuff was just like it was so masterfully done, and mm. you know who like was a major part of that? Hmm. George Lucas's wife. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, and did he divorce <laughs> her? 
Yeah, they divorced uh, later on. Bruh, dude, messed up, man. Come on, yeah. George, dude. Did you know, Um, I forgot who it was. I think it was J.J. Abrams was like, you know, we should have came in with a game plan for for uh, 7, 8, and 9. Uh, he would say that. I'm so pissed. I'm actually so livid. You know what I mean? And, like, Mark Hamill's come out with a bunch of stuff now that his contract's done where he's like, yeah, I didn't like the way my character went out. I had to, like, mm -hmm. pretend to promote it. Oh, I'm so pissed. Yeah, you know, they're going to have to reboot that series again because I will not accept that as canon. That was so oh, dumb the way it, they handled it. We can get we can get in on this with spoilers included on another episode because we got to get through this or whatever. But, like, I totally agree. Uh, episode 9 is hot garbage. Ray, Ray's character is one of the worst characters that I've ever seen in my life. And I've argued about this so many times or whatever because I got called, oh, well, you're just a sexist. No, there are strong female leads, okay, that are very well crafted and very well written. For example, Terminator 2. Sarah Connor, very strong mm -hmm. female lead. Very good character development there, right? Alien, boom, good female lead. It just, Ray's character was such hot garbage, dude. I don't understand how they got away with all that stuff where she's just like, somehow does these crazy Jedi things that no one else has ever seen in the universe before. Mm -hmm. I <sighs> pisses me yeah, off. I, I, I was really angry because it stepped away from the, um, the hero's journey. Yeah. Cause she, she didn't follow a journey. She just no. basically was given all of these powers. She just there was. was no lead up. Yeah, yeah. She just is like, even in the first one, like the battle with Kylo Ren, when she first does it, like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. None of it makes sense. There's yeah, no struggle. It's... I, I really needed that conflict. I really needed her to have a reason why she was doing this. And then I felt like certain characters in that movie were just like, you felt like you were like kind of invested in them because like that's what the like movie wanted you to focus on. And then all of a sudden it was like, and they don't matter. Like, um, I think mm -hmm. like a big one for me was like Finn. Like, mm -hmm. I felt like he was so focused on the first film. You know what I mean? Like, he's this yeah. ex-stormtrooper. Like, he was brainwashed and stuff like that. He, like, steps away. And then all of a sudden, by the third year movie, you're like, Finn who? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, who cares about this guy? You know what I mean? Um, I felt like he was just comic relief. Yeah, but he developed into that. But I thought his story was, like, super interesting. And it was, you know what I mean? He was so involved in the first film with, like, how he got there. You know, his past and stuff like that. These flashbacks. And then you don't really get much mm -hmm. else after that, I felt like, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And then Kylo Ren, I felt like that could have been like a dope character, like knowing the comic books and stuff like that could have been a dope mm -hmm. character. They just did it off. It awful movie. <laughs> I don't yeah, even know how really we got on this to, like, topic. Oh, yeah. Editing. Kojima. Death yeah, editing. So anyway, don't know how that guy came game through. I'm not going to play it. What about you? Director's cut? I, you know, I, I didn't have an interest in playing like the original, so I'm probably going to play this either. Fair, fair. Um, one game that I got triggered about too. I feel like I'm just talking about the games that triggered me, but this is like literally the only conference I watched or whatever. Because I think we messaged each other. I was like, "Hey, did it just start?" And you're like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Okay, dope." And I watched a little bit of it, dude. Metal Slug. I was like, "Dude, I saw the Metal Slug thing." I was like, "Oh, dude, yeah. let's go, Metal Slug." SNK's back. Tactics. Oh, that hit me right in the gut, man. I was pissed. Okay, <laughs> what is going on? What is going on, Pixel? Oh man, I don't. You know, I don't know. At this point, it's just kind of like let's just take any old property and throw them into another genre. Dude, it that pissed me off so bad. I was hoping for like, like it looks fun. Don't get me wrong, it looks good. But my heart was mm -hmm. just torn out, dude. I was like, oh, we're getting another arcade like type of shooter, maybe, or like maybe <laughs> like you know some type of thing like that. And it's just like, okay, I'm just gonna go play any tactics game ever. This is just a skinned version of Metal Slug, which I'm not like a huge fan of, like the Metal Slug lore or the understanding of it. I don't even think there was really any kind of stories. There was like aliens in the last one, you know? Mm -hmm. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, I'm just going to go play any tactics 
tactics game than I have on my phone anyway or on my Switch or whatever right now, so who cares? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's dope because it's kind of like Advanced War, but I was still pissed off. That game pissed me off. (laughs) (laughs) I just just was hurt, and then I got over it. Um, Was there anything interesting uh, announced from Bethesda? Bethesda, um... They had updates to like Fallout 76. Um, <laughs> Any good updates like a, for that game? I I wasn't really paying attention, honestly. Nice. Um, what else? They had uh, like a Skyrim 10th anniversary thing. Are you kidding me? They're not. What? <laughs> Dude, Skyrim has become the Tetris of gaming. And what I mean by that <laughs> is it's literally on every freaking device. Like I can play oh, Skyrim yeah. on my toaster at this point. <laughs> like when's my Tesla yeah. gonna be able to play it? Like just put it on there at this point. Who cares? Oh yeah, they, like it's it's kind of ridiculous how they just kind of like stopped. Is the same thing with GTA Five, right? Yeah, like that's been released on like three different consoles already. Yeah, and... but I feel like Fa- Skyrim. I feel like has been on way more stuff. I don't know why. Maybe I'm wrong. Probably. But it's probably the same. Uh, probably. Yeah, I mean, it came out in 2011. So yeah, I mean, it's been a, definitely been around <sighs> longer. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's like a special edition coming out, but like it was like a 10th anniversary thing. Did I ever tell um, you? Sorry, side note. Did I ever tell you my story with Skyrim? How I never played it? No. Okay, really quickly. So maybe. Okay, first of all, is the game good? Do you like Skyrim Pixel? Yeah. Should I, I like try Skyrim. it eventually? Like actually play it? I think it's fun. Yeah. Okay. So I had a glitch in Skyrim on my old computer. That only affected, like, I don't know why. I tried to reinstall it. I tried installing it. All this type of stuff. It never worked for me, okay? And I think it had something to do with maybe the hardware I had at the time. You know the very... So this is how far I've gotten into the game, okay? You know the very beginning where you're, like, on that little trolley and you're, like, handcuffed and you're just kind of, like, looking around you can't move and then, like, you're going somewhere? I don't even know where you're going, to be honest. (laughs) You're going somewhere and then a dragon flies over. Uh Uh-huh. The dragon would attack me and then I would die and then the game would crash. That was the glitch. And no matter how many times I reinstalled and uninstalled the game or repaired it or anything or waited for patches, it never worked. Wow, that's a special. That's the glitch. So I've never gotten past that part. I've never heard of that glitch. Yeah, it affects like 0.01% of the player base or something. I just happened to get it. So I should get a lottery ticket. That is, that's pretty incredible. I don't think I've I've ever ever heard of anybody who's gotten that bug and you know what it, since it's bethesda i would not put it past them yep so um you know that they, they kind of cucked me on this um i also want to point out what did they announce for fallout 76 because remember we did a podcast on bethesda i want to i want to let you know this pixel because we're mm-hmm. both involved in this where both you and i said that game looked like hot garbage i just want to throw that out there I, maybe I said it was hot garbage. You said it kind of looked meh. And our point was that when you bring a single-player game with a bunch of bugs, use the same type of, um, what is it, gaming, programming, pro- you program it on the same engine and make it into uh-huh. a multiplayer game, it's going to suck. And we mm-hmm. that was the first time we got flamed on our podcast and got emails, <laughs> okay? And look what happened to that game. I'm just throwing it out there. What did they announce for fall? You said you didn't really pay attention, right? I think. They, they have two new updates for it. They have uh, something called Steel Rain, and it's okay. kind of like a story-based Okay, um, is Steel expansion. Rain's from Fallout 3? Fallout 3? Yeah, yeah. No, well, I'm reading this thing. It says Fallout so Fallout. No, they're probably going to let you new. visit like a place from Fallout 3. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you said that was for Fallout. Oh, no, no. Sorry, from Fallout 3. My bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like it, it probably will, but like it's a story-based um, trailer 
um like it was like this battle between like two factions of like the brotherhood of steel or something like that yeah yeah um so there's that coming july 7th and then there is a new expansion called the pit coming next year okay um the pit uh is uh an expansion that was for uh, i believe uh three also okay. um probably yeah. was, like this um short little dlc based in pittsburgh um, okay so there is yeah there's that coming but I, yeah, like uh, other than that, yeah, there wasn't really much. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff. Like party still, animals looks pretty cool. Did you start? Do you still have to pay fifteen dollars a month to play Fallout seventy six offline? Yo, what the? Because <laughs> that was like an update like a couple months ago or like six months ago. And I was like, oh no no no! It was so dumb. It was the dumbest thing. You had to like pay for offline or something like that. That sounds terrible. What is this? I, I would not play that for $15. For $15. No way. Wait, did you find it? Hold on. It now has a premium monthly subscription fee. No, seriously. See? <laughs> I'm not li- I would never lie to you, Pixel. <laughs> Was this like um, the one where it like uh, gives you like bonus um, atoms or something like that? I don't know. It just whatever? seems stupid. That's all I know. What is this garb? Oh my god. I would never do that. Ugh. There you go. There you go, baby. Um, the the games that looked pretty good to me, to be honest, like uh, I'm just kind of scrolling through like the list right now or whatever, and I've been like looking at trailers while you've been like uh, while we've been chatting here and stuff. Evil Dead looks pretty good. Um, that mm-hmm. one I'm pretty excited for, and then the the new like Left for Dead type of game looked pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that looks cool. Um, um, so those those look pretty cool to me. I would play them with the homies, you know. Yeah. Um. Forza has a pretty cool uh, new new game. Yeah. Have, um, have you seen people playing that new like racing sim on Twitch? Like Poke Laws is into it, like the uh, Otisian Corrid or whatever it's called. Whatever that racing sim is, my friend has it too. Never heard of it. It's like a game. It's like a really old racing sim. It's like five bucks right now or whatever. Um, and it's like hyper realistic, like driving. It's like a hyper realistic driving sim where people can like make their own maps and stuff like that. And like Logitech just came out with like a, a racing wheel and foot pedals for it for like three hundred bucks. But you can basically like drift in like real life locations, That's or like neat. drive in like real life locations. And it's like multiplayer, so you can have like ten of your friends. You can like race in Japan. That's exactly what Forza Horizon Five is. <laughs> oh <laughs> is really? Yeah. Oh, okay, That's nice. Exactly what it is. Okay, nice. Um, so yeah, it's like it. I it sounded like it was gonna be like an open world, um, set in Mexico, um, where it sounded like they captured like um scenery on location and are using it to like you know make the graphics in game. So it's kind of cool, huh? Um, so it's also like you know multiplayer. You know, get with your friends and just kind of like race and drive around. It sounded like there was a career mode where you can just kind of like do like quests and stuff it's gonna be on pc um, as well or just xbox i think pc but i okay. don't I would know. assume yeah i would assume oh sorry the game is called aceto corsa by the way it's on steam it has like a 9 out of 10 steam rating or whatever right now it came out in 2014 mm. um currently right now the game is going for like 10 bucks but then uh oh, they cool. it, it just got popularized again because um they just enabled VR support. Mm. So you can like VR first person in your, in your race car pedals, wheel and like drive around and drift and stuff. Mm-hmm. So That's pretty cool though. Yeah. Are you a big racing guy, a big racing sim fan or not really? 
Not really. I played them a lot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother had a, my brother got like a racing wheel. Nice uh, setup, so it made it a lot more fun. Just oh like, yeah, you know, we were playing Need for Speed uh, Hot Pursuit. Oh yeah, was it the one where like the cops so, could randomly like show up? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can play the cops, and you can like catch like other drivers. Yeah, put down like spike strips and stuff yeah, like that. It was those, really cool. Those are dope. Did you have a manual shifter or no? No, it was like kind of like a sport shifter where it's just like up to like upshift and like you know pull it it back like pa- towards basically you paddle, basically paddles essentially in a yeah car basically nowadays. paddles nice all right well yeah, if you get so fours i'm down to race you all right <laughs> or i can see. race you irl when i get the tesla yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean yeah, that... sure, i'm gonna take that bet yeah right oh, we're not betting anything on it so uh but no that <laughs> looks that looks really dope that game looks pretty good i'm not a huge forza fan though um, I never played a Forza game. I know uh, a couple friends who are really into them, so I don't really know the difference, to be honest, between like Forza, like all these type of games. Like, I don't know what makes what what makes Forza Forza is my question. Yeah, I don't know either. Like mm. from the trailers, it just kind of looked like it was a lot of uh, rally car racing. Mm. So it was a lot of like off roading and stuff like that. So I don't know if that's like what Forza is about, but like, right, it's it's a pretty cool racing game. Like it looks gorgeous. Okay. Fair, fair. Uh, anything else that stood out to you as well? Um, Outer Worlds two got a le- uh, nice little trailer. Um, Ooh, I did really like Outer Worlds actually... when we were sponsored by them. They were pretty dope. They sent me the key for free. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was. I, I played for about. Uh, I played for like four hours, four or five hours. Good game. Still play it too. Yeah, it's a, It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, they had no gameplay to show. They basically just announced it. <sighs> uh, really. Uh, well, it was a good. It was a good announcement, though, and I'll tell okay. you why. It's because like it, they did it in like the style of humor as the game, so they're really self-aware okay. about like the fact that they had nothing to show, That's and so funny. they slapped together like a really generic-looking trailer and just kind of like talked uh, about what was on the screen, you know, like and now here's the protagonist and here's like the lens flare. Nice. There's all these other things, yeah. and it was just like. I don't know. It was just like really funny because like they knew that they had nothing to show, but it was just funny, you know? Okay. I mean, no, that's, that's super fair or whatever. Um, that's pretty dope. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'll buy it, but I mean, it, it seemed like a fun game when I played it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, it was pretty good. Um, um, yeah. What else? Diablo two finally got a, um, release date. Yeah. Diablo two uh, resurrected. resurrected. So September yeah. 23rd. When I'm gonna know life mm-hmm. it. You won't see me ever. I'll, I'll stream it probably, but love <laughs> that game. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator will come to Xbox, and it's coming out with a DLC that is tied in with Top Gun. Oh, okay. So you recently got Flight Sim. So how are you liking it? Because for me, I, that's another game. Can't mm-hmm. get into. It's just too complicated. I don't understand flying stuff. Give me a car. I got it. I got you. But flying stuff can't can't figure it out. So I mean, have you liked Flight Sim? Are you excited for this announcement and stuff for the DLC I, and all this? Oh yeah, I'm excited for this. Like, I think it's gonna be a free update, so that's gonna be really cool. Nice. Um, but I've I've enjoyed it. Like, I didn't realize that flying would be like this simple. Mm. Like, it, it, once you start to understand and try it a few times, like you start to understand like what the plane actually does and what mm-hmm. you do to control it. Um, like some of the stuff feels a little backwards. Like, um, if you're like going, uh, if you're falling from the sky and you want to pull up, but you, um, you know, you don't have the power to like force yourself to rocket up. Mm-hmm. What you want to do is not aim up and, you know, pull, okay. uh, go full throttle. You actually want to aim down. 
Huh. You want to you want to gain speed so that you can actually like create more lift. Interesting. And and then you can properly pull up. Okay. Um, So if you're just gonna pull up without any kind of speed, you're just gonna crash. Um. So like, there's like little interesting things in there like that. Um, that make it fun, but it's it's cool just like flying over places that you know you recognize because like yeah. those places are fully modeled and textured. Are you uh, um, mouse and keyboarding it right now, or what are you doing? Oh no, I'm I got a flight stick. Oh, show it, show it off, show the flight stick off. Oh. I know audio listeners, I'll try to describe it as best as possible for you guys. Uh, so Pixel looks like he has a flight stick. It looks like something out of like 1997 from when I used to play uh, <laughs> these type of games or shooter games. It looks dope. I don't know, is yeah. that new? relatively or it's new old? oh nice it's a uh, new it's a uh, from thrustmaster it's modeled after the uh, airbus a320 flight stick nice so it's like it's it looks like a jetliner's uh flight stick okay got it got it so it, it's pretty cool i like it it, it feels pretty solid it, you know it's pretty like entry level but it's like still solid and it yeah. also came with this if i can actually get it yeah no take your time this guy right here Oh wow! So you got everything. So this did is cost. Well, I'm, you don't have to tell me the price, but did this cost a lot or not really? Was it pretty cheap? Uh, it's, not, it's not that bad. It wasn't uh, terribly expensive. Dang! So you're um, full sending this game, huh? I'm full sending it. Well, I'm still lacking the one major component that, okay. like, I think VR if headset. you really, really want to get into like flight sims, uh-huh. you VR need rudder pedals. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty boring. <laughs> That's dope. So like, where have you flown? Uh, mostly just like around LA. Like I've flown around like New York City. Mm. Um, I really want to try like other places that you wouldn't normally go to. Like I want to just like fly around like Greenland or something like that. Or has like it the been North up- Pole. Uh, has it been like up? Does it get constant updates? The game. Uh, yeah, I- I've seen a fair amount of updates. I've actually mm. gotten five different updates wow. with different parts of the world. And each of these updates is like four to ten gigs. Jeez, how much is this game taking up on your computer? Uh, I think it's about 120 gigs right now. Woo, girl, that's it's crazy. pretty. It's pretty large. I was like, fly over North Korea. It's not gonna be bad. I actually, you know, it's not, not a bad idea. I should give it a shot. Fly, just like flip on autopilot, go to bed, wake up, you're there. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> just do that. Oh, the man. funniest thing I saw from when Microsoft Flight Simulator first came out is that like fifth, like hundreds of people just flew to Jeffrey Epstein's private island and circled <laughs> around it and crashed their planes into it. So, yeah, I, I think there's a way to see like other players' data, like where people are flying in that very moment. Uh, yeah. um, people are like, they usually fly around like uh, hurricanes and stuff like that too. That's so um, funny because. Oh, it's like real time. Actually, yeah, it takes in real time weather data and That's like sick. all these other things. Um, I remember seeing someone actually seeing an eclipse in game, um, while there was one like actually outside. Like, it was actually pretty cool. This is the future. When there's no point in leaving. Yeah, exactly. Right. In um, a, it was really cool. In Assetto Corsa, you can like when you're playing your Spotify, your like your dash or whatever also has your Spotify playing. So you can just like move over in VR and just press it <laughs> or whatever, like press your music, change your music, like change the volume, like all within game. I'm like, there's no point in going outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I never have to exactly. go to the track. I've been actually thinking of getting into a, uh, a Soto Corsa though and getting like a racing stick and stuff or a racing like wheel. Oh yeah. And doing uh, yeah, like racing cool. and like learn, learning how to like, like my experience with drifting is putting uh, fast food trays on the back tires so that you can drift. Do you ever do that? <laughs> 
Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. like a that's a thing, yeah. man. And it like makes you drift easier. But I, I gotta look I've never, into yeah, it. I've never heard about that. Really? I, I've been in a car while drifting before. Yeah, it's fun, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like you don't feel it. That's the most surprising part of drifting. You don't feel any forces yeah. on your body. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. And then we actually drift and then we uh you know we die but um basically um i think the wheel itself though is like i want to say the wheel itself is uh like 300 bucks so i may get a seto corsa and then like decide if i want to get it because the one that i want is the four that there's one it, it, the one i want has haptic feedback oh yeah yeah right cool. so it mm -hmm. you know if you you feel it in game you know you feel it in game you feel the bumps on the road in game Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, I definitely want to. I, I definitely. Wanna, oh wait, hold on. I might pull the trigger now. It's uh two hundred. It's uh only two hundred bucks right now. <laughs> Shoot. That was like well, Yelp right there. No, I was like, oh steps, and it's like two hundred bucks. So yeah. <laughs> uh, that's really cool. But yeah, no, that's that's definitely. dope. That's dope though. I'm uh I'm excited. You should stream it. I would love to watch that. Really? I don't. I don't I've how, never like, seen people play flight sim. I know that's the point. It's like really chill, right? It's super chill. It's like, it's really like, it's just, it's a simulator. Everything is real time. Everything is just like, it takes that long. Like, yeah. If, you, if it takes an hour to fly from here to Vegas, that's how long it takes in game. Yeah. Wouldn't that be, I don't know. I feel like that would be pretty people cozy. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool. Um, yeah. I would give it a shot sometime, but uh, yeah, it'd be kind of cool. You can fly a jetliner in there too. It's kind of cool. Oh, really? Yeah. It's that's not just cool. like, you know, prop planes or anything like that there's oh. like jet liners okay so um, sorry sorry side note the pedals the wheel and the shift knob 270 bucks i might have to pull the trigger that's not bad yeah because like for for flight controls like that's about the average price for like a full setup yeah and logitech you can like trust that probably right logitech they make pretty decent stuff yeah yeah so but okay, flight sim new updates. That's pretty dope. I'm I'm sure you're excited about that. And uh, yeah, know, fly fly over and dox my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Mm -hmm. How many hours do you think you've logged in that game so far? Uh, just a few, not that many. I think a handful, maybe like four to five. And you're already full sending it. Dang, like you got the flight it's, stick and stuff. It's fun. Like do I, you know, mm -hmm. you cannot play. With oh yeah. A keyboard and mouse. Oh no, for sure. I totally, I told, I a hundred percent agree with you on this or whatever. Like one of my friends, uh, I, I, you know, I love him to death, but, uh, one of my friends, he has, um, he got a set of Corsa and he, uh, got, he's playing with keyboard and mouse. How? <laughs> I don't, that's what I'm saying. Right. Like why, like mostly why and how? Yeah, exactly. Like, why would you do this? Would you, like, ever play Smash Brothers with a keyboard? No, mouse? that's ridiculous. Don't even joke about that. I'm just kidding. No, but it's like, how do you, like, you dub, like, WASD to move. Like, how do you brake? How do you shift? How do you clutch? How do you change mm -hmm. speeds manual? Like, you're literally playing probably with two hands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that just like, seems it's, like, it's, I don't like know. To me, that's, just piano like, at that point. that's just ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it, it just doesn't sound it sounds very very strange to me. Like why? Yeah. I mean maybe he just really likes typing, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Um but yeah, any is there any other game announcements uh that we should go over before uh we continue our ramblings or call it? Um 
I think that really, I mean, there's a lot of announcements. There was a ton. Like, I mean, well, Xbox yeah. Game Pass got a ton of titles added <laughs> to it. I assumed. Yeah, subscription-based stuff is going to be the future for sure. Yeah. Um, Mario Rabbids was the new, well, there was a new game. Yeah, today's announcements weren't actually <sighs> that great. I mean, I know mm. Take-Two got a lot of flack for their conference. Wait, why? Um, because they were talking, so they had a conference which had no announcements of games at all. But the only thing they talked about was like this uh, talk about inclusivity in their games and at Take-Two. Um, Wait. Which is normally... <coughs> Sorry. It's, so it's normally like... <coughs> Yeah. They announced no games, no but games. then they basically took the time to like, I guess, just talk about like, like what, the like company, just, like the company itself, and like how the company is run. Like, oh, we hire a lot of minorities, or like we hire a lot of people from like LGBTQ Something... community type of thing. Like, I don't understand. I I wasn't really paying <clears throat> attention much to it, but mm. like it sounded like they were talking about inclusivity at Take Two, and what they were doing with their games. Uh, to to make that happen, but they didn't um, actually announce normally, any games. No, no games. No, there that's was no weird. talk about um, <clears throat> GTA Six or anything like that. That's Nothing like that's that. kind of weird. I <laughs> know that's a funny so, thing too. Is like it's Take Two. That's why I was confused, right? Because then it's like yes. GTA Six is going to come out. And it's like a bunch of like you know GTA games. It's like a bunch of racial slurs, a bunch of stereotypes. You know what I mean? Like that was kind of like the funny part about it. That, that's why I didn't get what you're saying. I was like, huh. I yeah, I wasn't really paying attention. I can't tell you what was happening at that because yeah. I honestly kind of tuned out and like went back to work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if there's no games announced, who cares, right? Like, um, in that sense, yeah, no, I get you. But like, those are the kinds of talks at E3, which would normally be like reserved for like you know an actual like its own little time slot where you can just attend. But with this sort of format, everything is being shown. I so see. everything is shown in order, like you know, right, right, everything, right. right? So yeah. whether you're interested or not, you're gonna see it. Um, so I think that's what happened mm. is that they just showed each and every talk and conference like, I see. in order. That's just like what happened. Right. Yeah. No, it makes sense. It's just confusing <laughs> to me. That's yeah. Like, they wouldn't say anything and they just kind of used it as a time to like, I don't know, talk about their company, which is cool, I guess. But yeah, that's random. Um, I was going to yeah. say, well, if we don't have any more games to talk about, at least right now, uh, I have no idea what it will be tomorrow, but thoughts on Nintendo? It's supposed to be at 9 a.m. or something, right? Yeah, it's gonna be pretty early. Yeah, uh, so I'm probably early. I'm probably not gonna stream tomorrow because 9 a.m. and then I also can't restream it. So. Oh yeah. Because yeah. Um. Oh. Monster Hunter maybe. Never never was a big fan of Monster Hunter. I've tried to get into it. It wasn't really my thing. I should try it again just to like you know. Oh. Just give it a haunted shot. Yeah. Um, but uh. I was going to yeah. mention, too. Sorry, did that reminded me. I don't know, because Switch reminded me of this. Did you see that Dan Salvato, maker of Frank or Face uh, TV, by the way, shout-outs to him, um, announced that Doki Doki Literature Club Plus is coming out and that it's also coming to the Nintendo Switch? Oh, huh. so I thought that was kind of cool. That's so interesting. It's like an extended version of Doki Doki Literature Club, but there's like nine mm -hmm. side stories that if you've already beaten Doki Doki Literature Club, you can just check out the side stories. You don't have to play through the whole game again. Oh, cool. Yeah. Huh. So they're gonna expand themselves. Sorry, super random, but that'll probably get announced <laughs> tomorrow. But um, I don't. Yeah, I don't really know what's uh, gonna be announced. Maybe a new fighter for Smash. Do you? Th yeah. Do you think it's time for another uh, Zelda game? Um, probably Breath of the Wild two will be announced because, or I think last time they talked about it at E three, it was teased. 
mm-hmm. right? And then mm-hmm. they said that it was coming soon, and then that you know Breath of the Wild Two is coming out or whatever, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, so I know that there's an HD remake of Skyward Sword coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I can talk I, about that. I skipped that, so I don't know. Like, here's the thing: I've talked about this before, but with Zelda games, I like Zelda games. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like what happens with Zelda games is like they do something really, really cool with them, and then they milk them for like six sequels. It's not exactly huh. like that, but I feel like it's like Ocarina of Time comes out. It's like revolutionary. Then it's like the next four games are like just like Ocarina of Time, just a different skin. And then like Twilight Princess comes out. It's like a super dope game. The next like three or four games are just like Twilight Princess, different skins. And I feel like that's what's happening with like Breath of the Wild. It's like, well, obviously the next one's going to be like a direct sequel, but I feel like the next like four or five Zelda games will be also kind of the same format. Yeah. I so, mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. So for me, it's like, eh, I don't really care about, I'm not, I've never been a huge Zelda fan though, to be honest. So. Now that would be a hot take. <laughs> I mean, I like it, but I enjoy Zelda. It's just not like something that's like Zelda. Yeah, Zelda. I love Zelda. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just never really grew up on like Zelda. Like, my my exposure to Zelda was like nothing that crazy. I mean, I played it. I had it for my Super Nintendo when my N sixty four came out. Um, I played Ocarina of Time. I beat it. I think I returned it. I mean, it wasn't replayable for me. Then I just went on to like Conquer's Bad Fur Day multiplayer. Yeah, and like I, Mario I mean, Kart and Smash, you know. So I'm not like I'm not like I don't hate the game, but it's nothing like I'll get it probably, but I'm not like super hyped mm-hmm. for it. I hope there's a new Metroid game though. Yeah, they might they might announce something like that. It's That'd been be a while. Dope. Yeah, I think it's like GameCube, right? Maybe, maybe Wii. Jeez, probably. Maybe can't Wii. Remember? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I honestly don't remember either. That that would be pretty dope too. But yeah, any other guesses on what they'll announce too? Or oh, jeez, I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to say. Uh, God, what are the other mainline titles? Mario, another, like, Zelda, Mario Pokemon. Like another like a Yoshi's game or something Yoshi, like that. Yoshi, Kirby. A, a new Kirby game? Yeah, I love Kirby. Possibility. I, Kirby, ga- Kirby has the best music. Some of the best music, hands down. I love it. <laughs> um, F-Zero, game. Star Fox, Pikmin. Wow, that's an F-Zero. That's going real far back. I know. There's never going to be another F-Zero game. I know. But still, come on. Let me let me have hope here. <laughs> I love F-Zero. Um, Jeez, there's so many, like, mainline titles. Jeez, uh, I, can't, I can't think of any. I know. Yeah, it could be anything, honestly. Like, the biggest, the, the, the most likely one is probably some sort of Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Um, probably like some sort of Mario game. Yeah. Yeah, I can't really think of anything else other than that. Fair. I mean, we'll probably talk tomorrow, right? When or yeah. you'll be working, but just message me when you're free, so I don't interrupt your work. But we'll probably <laughs> talk tomorrow about all the things coming out, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, sounds good. All right, I think that will wrap it up for us guys here. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out. Thank you guys so much for chilling. As always, uh, kind of a weird podcast tonight, but it's all good. Um. I don't want to like, or you have, we may be back next week. We're both really busy next week. So there is a possibility that we may not record next week. I will just throw that out there right now at the end of this podcast. Um, We are going to try to record if things do not work out though. um, Like I said before, if it gets to like Wednesday or something or Thursday, it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't really like to record then because it's like, then we have a podcast on Monday and I feel like that one's gimped as well. So Mm -hmm. there's a possibility that we do not record next week or if, uh, uh, if one of us is free and maybe one of us isn't, I'll just get a co-host. If that sounds okay with you. 
Yeah, that's fine. If like one of us is busy or something, we'll figure we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you guys so much for hanging out. Thank you guys so much for chilling. And uh, yeah, hopefully E3 is good. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. But yeah, take it easy, guys. All right, see.